campers. Welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. And I'm Madison. Welcome. Welcome. This is a compact little episode. Mm-hmm. It, it can fit in your pocket. Child size. Yeah. This is Immature History. Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. We really are. Gather around. What do you have for me, Megan? Uh, I have a beautiful Wikipedia article for you called Demon Cat. The Demon Cat, also referred to as DC, is the name (laughs) given to the ghost of a cat which is purported to haunt the government buildings of Washington, D.C. in the United States. My jaw just dropped so much. I don't know if you can hear that it just like cracked. Yeah. (laughs) I'm extremely into this. (laughs) The story of the demon cat dates back to the mid 1800s when cats were brought into the basement tunnels of the United States Capitol building to kill rats and mice. Legend states that the demon cat is one of these cats who never left even after its death. (sighs) (laughs) Its home is supposedly (sighs) the basement crypt of the Capitol building, which was originally intended as a burial chamber for President George Washington. (sighs) According to, to legend, the cat is seen before presidential elections and tragedies in Washington, D.C., allegedly being spotted by White House security guards on the night before the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and Abraham Lincoln. Oh, shit. The cat is described as fully black and the size of an average house cat, but witnesses report that the cat swells to the size of a giant tiger, 10 feet Uh. by 10 feet, (laughs) when alerted. What? So it gets scared and it just grows like a puffer fish? But yeah, but I also feel like tigers are not 10 feet by 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe 10 feet by like a foot. Just imagine like a square tiger. <laughs> <laughs> the cat would then either explode or pounce sure. at the <laughs> or pounce at the witness, disappearing before it managed to catch its victim. In the 1890s, the cat is said to have inexplicably vanished when some Capitol Hill guards fired their gun at it, and another supposedly died of a heart attack after seeing it. Is this the origin story of Mitch McConnell? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it actually is. Um, (laughs) And the last official sighting of the alleged ghost was during the final days of World War II in the 1940s. (laughs) Uh, It's also, uh, I think, good to know that the D.C. Demon Cats are Washington, D.C.'s, one of their roller derby teams. So (laughs) I love roller derby so much. Yeah. Demon Cats. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you. Amazing. What you got? Wow. This one's a little bit longer, so I'm going to have to editorialize the skosh. Um, But this is the story of the defenestrations of Prague. Love them. Love them. Now, for those of you who don't have six years of Latin under your belt. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That just means throwing things out the window. Love that there's such an, a long word 
for the act of throwing someone out the window. Really that even that there's a word at all for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the defenestrations of Prague were three incidents in the history of Bohemia in which multiple people were defenestrated, parentheses, thrown out of a window. Though already existing in Middle French, the word defenestrate is believed to have first been used in English in reference to the episodes of Pro in Prague in 1618 when the disgruntled Protestant estates threw two royal governors out of a window of the Hrajni Castle and wrote an extensive apologia explaining their action. Um, apparently, in Middle Ages and early modern times, this was pretty common. And it says the act carried elements of lynching and mob violence in the form of murder committed together. Hmm. So some fun community bonding. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first defenestration of Prague um, involved the killing of seven members of the city council by a crowd of Czech Hussites on July 30th, 1419. So this says Jan Zalewski, a priest at the Church of, Vir of the Virgin Mary of the Snows, led his congregation on a procession through the streets of Prague to the new town hall on Charles Square. The town members had refused to exchange their Hussite prisoners. When they, while they were marching, a stone was thrown at Zalewski from the window of the town hall and allegedly hit him. This enraged the mob and they stormed the town hall. Once inside the hall, the group defenestrated the judge, the, bur the burgomaster, and several members of the town council. They were all killed by the fall. <laughs> Good old King Wenceslas IV of Bohemia, uh, after hearing the news, was stunned and died shortly after, supposedly due to shock. <laughs> you imagine oh, someone man. gets thrown out of a window and like you're so selfish that you die of shock so that they're not upstaging you? Yeah, you're just clutching your pearls so tightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, so the first defenestration was thus the turning point between talk and action leading to the prolonged Hussite Wars, of which I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. The wars broke out shortly afterward and lasted until 1436. Let's see. So then there, this is weird because there's... The first defenestration, the 1483 defenestration, and then the second defenestration. Hmm. Um, so I think maybe there's some misnumbering here. Okay. But the 1483 defenestration took place on September 24th during the storms of the Prague population during the reign of King Vladislaus II of Hungary, when the party of the communion under both kinds fearing for their influence, carried out a violent coup in the old and new towns and lesser town. Uh, the old town burgomaster, I need to look up what that is. Yeah, what is that? Sounds like you're just like a burgomaster. And the dead bodies of seven new town counselors were defenestrated from respective town halls. I just looked it up in Madison. You're really going to love it. Oh my God, yes. A burgomaster is the mayor of a Dutch, Flemish, <gasps> German, Austrian, or Swiss town. <laughs> Mayor is my favorite of all the civic duties. I, yeah, I knew it. I knew you would love that. The mayor. <laughs> um, so then the second defenestration, which seems to be the third, <laughs> but, you know, what do I know? Um, apparently significantly influenced the history of Europe and led to the Thirty Years' War. <laughs> sure. 
Oh, okay. So for the defenestration itself, well, there's so many names that I just cannot pronounce. <laughs> um, and this is a very, very long thing. So I, I'm just trying but to figure I, out. And I think we can assume that it, it just ends with someone being thrown out of a window. So if you don't want to yeah. read all those names, yeah, just put a bow um, on and it. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who even the third one was. Okay. There were just two regents and their secretary, but mm. they survived the 70 foot fall from the third floor. Holy Catholics shit. maintained that the men were saved by angels or by the intercession of your girl, the Virgin Mary who caught them. <laughs> now does the Wikipedia article say your girl? Virgin no, it's just me editorializing again. <laughs> this was the editorializing you were referencing. That was, that was what I was gearing up toward. Um, later, pros- Protestant pamphleteers asserted that they survived due to falling onto a dung heap. Oh, so we've got a real range. <laughs> um, but yeah, immediately after that defenestration, the Protestant estates and Catholic Habsburgs started gathering allies for war. Then uh. there is a related article that's just deaths by defenestration. And there's there's a lot like a surprising amount. Is there a funnier catalyst for a war? No. (laughs) No. Great. There is not. We solved that question. We did it. Great job, everyone. (laughs) I just, I love also that so much of this, like, obviously there's a lot of political Mm. stuff here, but also it was all like very religious. (laughs) And it's just so funny that like, that was how they decided, like, oh, you don't agree with me about God. I'm throwing you out this window. Out the window. Like Jesus would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the Wikipedia article, they have some pictures of the windows from which the defenestrations occurred. Wow. And they're tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd have to be. Imagine they'd like a little teeny <laughs> A little teeny tiny window and you're just trying to like shove someone through it. (laughs) You're standing on the other side like, okay, now what? (laughs) Oh, man. That is interesting though. Like, I don't know. The whole thing where that was really interesting to me was carrying elements of like mob violence and like murder committed as a community. It's crazy. And, you know, I think my question is, why, why is no one being defenestrated anymore? Yeah, I have, I mean, I don't have a hit list. I would just like to make that clear, but I would have some suggestions probably. Or I think I just have questions of like, why did it stop in the 15th century? Like there are so many centuries where it could have been incorporated as a means to kill someone. Okay. I wonder when the most uh, recent one. Okay, so there was, there's an article or a list on Wikipedia of people executed by defenestration. Oh, oh no. This one is the murder of Sarah Halimi, who was a retired French physician and school teacher who was attacked and killed in her apartment by her neighbor on April 4th, 2017. And she was defenestrated. That is terrible. Uh, guy threw it from the third floor window. Yikes. Oh my God. Well, it's very dramatic. I've got a lot of reading to do. Yeah. Well, great job though. I mean, 
What an uplifting, family-friendly topic. I mean, quite literally the opposite of uplifting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, campers, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.